0: Hey, Seven Mile Road. Hey. This is Patty Roselle. Hi. i um, your Mission Catalyst with Pastor Matt.
1: Yes, I'm here.
0: We are going to sit down and share some things with you today, but we are missing someone from the table. I know. It's been a crazy first week for Sarah. She yes. started as our new ministry coordinator. Her and Heather are doing tons of training and time together, but she normally would be here.
1: This is probably the last time they'll ever hear just two voices on this call, for a while anyway.
0: Yes. So you can look forward to that coming up, And but she is hard at work. So Yeah. Um, But we we felt like it was super important as we move into Holy Week, Easter Week, to just take some time to share with you what's going on um, and give us a big picture of what's been happening in the life of the church.
1: So... I mean, everybody is feeling the unusualness and the weight of this season. And it has really been so beautiful to me to see our church move toward God and move toward each other in the first few weeks of something that we never, nobody ever saw coming. Um, Our nights of prayer have been really sweet. And I've been so moved by the way that our church has been willing first to lament and to just come to God with our sorrows. And uh, it was so good to hear from everyone, hey, here is what has been the biggest loss or the biggest hurts or the biggest pain points in this season. And to go to God with those, as the psalmist does often, uh, was just so meaningful for me that, that God wants us to do that. And He is in the brokenness with us. And He wants us to move toward Him in our sorrows. So that's been a real uh, unexpected part of this season, but has been so good for my soul and our soul as a church. Um, I've also loved the way that we have honestly come to the Lord with our anxieties and our worries and our fears, because He wants that too. He wants us to move toward Him in honesty and rawness, and to say, here is what I am scared of, and I'm trusting you to be good to me in uh, places that I am very uncertain about, and will you show up and be big for me now? And he also invites us to pray those prayers, and I love our church for being willing to do that, Uh, but also, Patty, that our church has hoped in this season, big time, that that. We have taken hold by faith of the bigness of the gospel and said, no, scripture is clear. God is sovereign and he's good and he intends to accomplish really big gospel purposes in really hard times and we're going to ask him and believe for him to do that. So I love the soul of our church having the courage and the faith to lean in there And we've already been seeing so much fruit of that in the couple of weeks that we've been apart physically. We've not been apart in seeing the Spirit at work for the glory of Christ.
0: And that sense of hope, that sense that God is moving and at work, even in a time that's difficult, um, has led to some really amazing wins in a time that's been hard. Um, So we're going to spend some time talking about some things that we're seeing on the ground um, in the life of the church. And the first one is, did you ever expect to release a book during a pandemic?
1: No. And at first I was going to be totally, totally all the way bummed out about it. And uh, the text from Philippians and the rest of scripture has just helped me to go, no, this is exactly, I mean, God is sovereign over all the ins and outs of our lives, all of them. And so for my good, for the good of this church. He intended for us to be figuring out how do you humbly, joyfully, appropriately do the work of a book launch in a season when everybody's life has been thrown upside down. And the fruit that has been born even in this first week of release has been wild to see.
0: And we continue to celebrate. It's Monday and we already or continue to hold the number one and the number two spot what is
1: going on <laughs>
0: the Christian leadership new releases which is just so encouraging because the whole point and the mission and the purpose of telling the story of seven mile road has been to just further the kingdom of God to see his mission go forth and to be both an encouragement and a resource to the church at large yeah. and to know that that's getting into lots of people's hands yeah. um, is really evidence of God's work in apparent setback. I mean, there's no better way to exclaim the glory that he is due him in this time, because there's nothing we have done that deserves this. Um, So we are, we continue to be just giddy with surprise (laughs) and delight, but it is um, really wonderful to see people getting in their hands. Um, And also in a season right now of being incredibly encouraged about what the church can be, that the desire and the longing for a vision for church um, is going to be able to be figured out in this season. And also when people get back together, they'll have some new tools. So that's that's a huge win. Yeah, it's, it's,
1: it's beautifully ironic too. Like if when you open the book, at the very beginning, we talk about why we wrote. And there's some really important reasons in there. But one is because most of... What you read about Christian leadership and church planting and church revitalization and that whole world is written by churches that are much bigger in much more Christian areas. And so we love those books and have benefited tremendously from them. But one of our dreams here was to give our voice of a much smaller, totally unknown, very unchurched area uh, church to say, hey, here's how the spirit has been work in us. And so, I mean, honestly, the truth is that I thought, you know, that, uh, not parable, that saying, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there, (laughs) did anybody hear it? I thought that, you know, kind of that would be a summary of this for us. But if you published a book and a couple of hundred people read it, uh, whatever. So clearly that is not what's happening. And there's a, a broad array of folks who are getting connected to and making this decision to get their hands on this theological vision, memoir, and blueprints. And even in a crisis like this, I think it is right and appropriate for us to uh, celebrate that God would give us the stewardship to tell the story of His grace to as many folks as appear to be getting their hands on the book. So we're surprised, we're delighted, we're hopeful we want to be good stewards of whatever this will mean for the future of it. But feel that, that in this season, again, again, the Lord has been kind to our church.
0: And we want to also have some fun with it. So you guys have been awesome about highlighting when it comes to your doors, right? stuff. <laughs> and we want to collect those. So as you get it, as you're reading it, um, be creative and send it to me. Um, send it over Slack. We had to postpone the launch party, but um, just as if everything else, there's also some creative fun things that could come down the pike by having it a little later. So send those pictures in yeah, and I'm it. collecting those and it's going to be a um, a fun way to just feel like we are all in this together. And so thank you already and we'll, we'll see what comes in. My
1: funniest arrival story was a non-arrival story. Uh, somebody from our church bought the book. And it was supposed to get delivered, you know, on April 3rd. And it never got there. And he told me, I think my neighbor stole it. (laughs) And I said, that would be the best What Church Can Be story ever. Neighbor steals book, reads it, comes to Christ. Right, totally. That's
0: (laughs) awesome. Um, The second win that we have just watched all of you beautifully stay connected to is Gospel Community. This has been a time in this season that... Actually, people who weren't plugged in are now plugged in because they desire to be part and stay connected to the community. Um, And you all have groups have been really helpful to be creative and figure out ways in which your group is going to continue to meet virtually or to continue to share concerns and joys. So we just want to highlight that as... um, evidence of the strong community that we have yeah. and that God um, has knitted us together as family and that he's continuing to do this. Um, and really, the some of the stories that I've heard of the prayer times, the rawness of what you're sharing with one another, yeah. um, the truly bearing one another's burdens has been um, just so sweet for us to hear. So thank you all for keeping Keep plugging in, keep going to the gospel communities. Your gospel community leaders are thinking on the fly, having to be really creative and twist things around to make sure that they can um, serve you. So um, I know you're encouraging them too, but that is a huge piece of this season that we're excited about. Yeah. The other um, kind of sweet time has been the prayer night. So we want to talk about that?
1: Yeah, so I mean, what do you do in a pandemic? It's bizarre that every church across the world has had to figure out, oh, if our typical rhythms are shut down, how do we pivot to good gospel rhythms with the weight of this thing pressing down on everyone? So one of the things we've decided to do is to say, hey, every night at 8 p.m., as you're available, we're just going to have an open time over Zoom to connect and to seek the Lord together, and we've tried to do different things with those times, but... um we have been so thrilled at the response and the, the strength of those nights together. So we, we try to be a praying people at our church, but this has created um, an all-church arena, men and women, to come together, to see each other, look at each other, love each other, and seek the Lord from A to Z in this season. So there's been uh, times to celebrate wins, times to lament sorrows, times to share anxieties, times to um, ask God to move, and all of them on those nights have been such a joy. We've probably had maybe a third of you join us for that. want to make sure that you know they're happening, that we would love to see you be there, that you don't have to say a word out loud if you don't want to, and can just come and sit with us and participate in that way. Um, And there's no pressure to get there five nights in a row, but we would love for you to be there as often as you can at the end of the day as that works for you, because we've settled in our hearts. One thing that will be true about our church in this season is we are going to surround our efforts and our experience of this in prayer so that God may have that space to come and answer
0: Absolutely. And um, the other piece that has kind of emerged even in the sharing in the prayer nights has been this readiness that we are witnessing among you to engage your neighbors and to engage people who have um, an interest right now because of where life has them in Jesus. And sometimes I like to think about as we are people who are living our lives um, as disciples, that we are building kind of the foundation blocks that we don't know when they're going to be used. But this is a time that's it's being used. All of that time of study and scripture and gospel fluency and and preaching to yourself, we are seeing just the explosion of your readiness to um, engage and receive people around you who are asking some questions or asking, why are you hopeful right now? Because everything is bleak. And that is... Uh, That is one of the pieces we've prayed for for years and to see on the ground engagement um, and also just an encouragement that we've had lots of stories. I have a friend. We've got lots of other people who are asking and wanting to know more about God. Um, There's also been some of us who have had long-term relationships with we had no hope with, and then um, we're hearing stories of phone calls coming in for years later because they knew that that they believed. And so just take, take some encouragement from that, that nothing is wasted yeah. uh, and that we are excited to see what God will do and reveal himself to people, even in a time that feels like it was impossible for his gospel to advance, but it seems to yeah. be doing that. So,
1: And this is evidence of the missional DNA of our church taking root. I mean we talk about the long game And hospitality, living a life That is God-centered and open to others um, And not in a rush And so over time We should all be in relationships Where we're at least one Christian that someone knows And then when um, A crazy deadly virus Springs itself on the planet And everyone's rhythms of life And finances and work and school And everything else gets thrown off That the people at Seven Mile Road are a people that they can turn to and talk to. And then when they step into that conversation with us, boldness being, of course, I'm not going to play scared and talk to them about the reason that I would have hope even if all the legs of everything in my life got smashed out from under me because I have, I have Christ and his grace. So all of that has to be wed together if we're going to be faithful missionaries as a church. And I don't know, I've heard multiple stories of those conversations happening in the wake of some of this. So what a joy to hear and to rejoice in those. Totally.
0: Absolutely. And here we are now kind of moving into Easter week. Yes. Um, We are kind of at the pinnacle, thinking about what does it mean that Christ is alive um, and that we get to celebrate that together. Um, And it's also an opportunity for invitation, um, as we just spoke about, to bring people, sweep people into our life as a church, our life as a family. Um, So why don't you give us some big ideas as we think about this week leading up to Easter? What are we going for?
1: So I don't want to use any overstatement or hyperbole, but it's probably true that this specific Easter will be unlike any Easter that we'll ever have as far as opportunity to invite those that we have been loving and in relationship with and would love to hear about the grace of the gospel to participate on that Sunday morning. So everybody is locked down and the best we can all tell that will be continuing through this coming weekend. Um, Almost all of them have access to the internet, hey. And it's a totally different, unique kind of opportunity for you to say, hey, if you want to, I would love to have you join with our church as we celebrate on Easter morning. All you have to do is click on a link from your house and you can jump in and do that with us. So this, not, not that we shouldn't constantly be letting everyone know that church is a beautiful place to intersect with at any time and on Empty Tomb Sunday as well. But this just knocks out some of those hurdles of I already had plans. Um, I'm totally terrified, intimidated, or uncertain about walking into a big church that I've never been to with people that I don't know. All those barriers anyway have been dropped. Not to mention the intensity of the questions, the big existential questions being answered, that the gospel is the answer to. Um, We just feel like all of that means, not with hyperbole, but with an earnestness and a hope, what a chance for the church to be mobilized to making uh, folks know this is available for you to join us in this season, in this way, on Easter Sunday morning. So we're going to try and do everything we can to help you to make that invite and those who are getting invited to have a clear, warm experience of moving from invite actually into that time with us.
0: So the main way we are going to both serve you and also make it easy for you to make those asks and and outreach to those around you, your neighbors, your friends, is by putting together these missional bags. We're kind of calling them the grab-and-go Easter bags.
1: (laughs) Grab-and-go. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um and we are just going to put together some resources in there, some stuff about Easter, some goodies. Goodies. Some there'll be some goodies, some surprises hopefully that will bless you. Um and just let you know that we love you and even though there's no one going to be here in the building that we still yeah we still are for you and we also want you to think about Around five um, people or so or people you're in relationship with who might benefit from an invite or yes. this specific bag. Right, just right. This tangible representation of love and care and invitation. So they are. we've done our best to be completely sanitary through the whole process of putting them together. Right. They're going to be plastic. They can be wiped down. Um, and so we will have them available on Thursday. Okay. They are going to be ready between 10 and 2 p.m.
1: So you're talking about people swinging by here to pick up theirs and whatever they would be giving away. Yes. Okay.
0: So we will be here in those hours of time. We will have them kind of displayed and ready. One of us will be there to answer questions from a distance if you need to. (laughs) Um, But we would love for you to send one grown-up from your family um, to the church. Um, Hopefully everyone wants to take a 15, 20-minute ride and... Um, yeah, get, out, yeah. get out of the house. Lunchtime. And come by, grab one and uh, some others for the people that you're thinking of. Um, and as you're grabbing them, as you're thinking about it this week, we'd also just ask that you cover that in prayer. Um, that is, who is God laying on your heart? Where is the Spirit moving right now yeah. to ask um, others to come in? And so we'd ask you to do that. And hopefully this will be an easy, tangible way for you to make some asks, and bless some people in your neighborhood and your friends. We are going to be doing that here, and our direct neighbors around the church will receive them, um, and as well as some folks here in the city of Melrose, just trying to be hospitable and open in this time and invite them into the life of the church. If you are having trouble with those that time frame, just let us know, um, but we're just trying really hard to keep um, that, that uh, boundary time so that we can get this done and get it to you in a... In a good way. So we're excited about it.
1: Well, this is awesome. And I love the, hey, we are physically distanced and not going to be able to be together. And so how cool would it be for the church to put something physical in people's hands and say, I can't be with you, but here's a token of our love for you. Um, I love that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's real. We're really excited, and we're just covering that all in prayer as we lead up to Sunday. Yeah. As we look at this week, the other thing that's happening is we are continuing to meet over Zoom each weeknight, right. Monday through Friday, yep. for prayer. It's going to be a little different this week, so can you tell us what to expect?
1: Yeah, so this is uh, Holy Week is what it's called, but there, the, um, the intensity of what was accomplished. I mean, how do you even begin to... Uh, Talk about it. The intensity of what was accomplished in that last week of Christ's life. The reason that he was sent by the Father to accomplish the gospel um, through his, you know, betrayal and abandonment and terribly unjust trial and his beatings and his crucifixion and his burial and his resurrection. I mean, it's, it's all in real time packed in this week. So as we walk through this week, when you log in to pray with us, It's not that we won't be sharing how we're doing and uh, praying for things coronavirus-related. We will. But we're going to anchor in each of the days of Holy Week leading up to um, Good Friday. And so it'll just be brief, but we're going to let the story unfold because the truth is that deeper than just obsessing over uh, coronavirus, deeper than that is the grace of God to us sinners in the gospel. And that's the thing that's going to move us through this season, our lives, our future. So I can't wait to pray this week and to remember the accomplishments of Christ um, in his passion, in his resurrection. So uh, when you log in with us, we'll be doing that together at 8 p.m. on weeknights this week and um, culminating on Good Friday. So typically, here we go again, we would be together on Good Friday. We would never miss that to just remember the cross. We'll be doing that virtually this week on Friday night and building up to that all week long in the way that we're praying together.
0: And so remember, you're invited, all of you, your families. Um, There's a beauty of Zoom that you can just mute if there's craziness going on in your house and you want to join. Just please join. It would be so great to see many of you this week um, and be praying together as we look to Sunday. And that's... I think a, a lot of what we have um the big announcements we're kind of taking things week by week right now so we're not going to look too far ahead. Right. And one of the things we've talked about um here is just the sense of weight and um we don't know what tomorrow will bring. We're all sitting under kind of this this news that is kind of guiding our every decision of how right. we live our lives. And so what is our only hope? What is the hope that we that we get to proclaim um, every day, but even more so on Sunday? Um, and that is that Jesus is alive, and He has brought new life to each and every one oh. of us. So we just hope that that is a truth of the gospel that we can all just um, revel in this week in the midst of darkness. And and if there's ever a time we need, as well as the world needs, the hope of Jesus, it's right now. Right. So um, join us in all these ways, so we can make that known. All right. Um. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you soon.